0: This is episode 97 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. And find out more about our show at familylife.org.
1: We're giving out smiles that you can wear all day. This is Rise Up on Family Life.
0: It is important to gather with a local church to worship, to serve, to fellowship, to learn. And while Tim is finishing up his paternity leave, Steve and I are here to share what we have learned recently at our churches. Can I talk basketball? Is that okay? In church?
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. It'll, okay. make, it'll make sense in a minute. But here's how that reminded me of church. Now, and the reason I say about church is because lately, the past several weeks, I uh, Traveled on weekends, visiting family, friends, and different things. So I've attended various churches over the last month. And here's why it reminds me of basketball. Back in the days, and it's been over a decade now, that where I played pickup basketball uh, quite a bit, I could travel anywhere, and everybody I've talked to that played basketball, and it could happen with other sports as well, but just for me it was this. I could travel to a different state, different place, didn't matter, and I could go to a basketball court, inside or outside, and meet people who I've never met before in my entire life. But because we have that thing in common, playing basketball, it was like we've known each other all of our lives. It was a weird thing. And I asked other people about that. It's like, hey, when you play somewhere else, it feels like nice, right? And they go, yeah. It Isn't that cool? It feels comfortable to do that. It's been a while since I've played pick-up mm. full-court basketball uh, for that. But visiting the different churches that I've visited, I'm just sitting there and the thought occurred to me and it's like, and this It was very encouraging in that one felt comfortable in the different places because we were all speaking like the same language, uh yeah, we weren't playing basketball, but we were hearing the the word of God, and I was encouraged that different places you go, and you know maybe I went to three places, but my my guess is I could have gone to a, a hundred different places over the next hundred weeks in different parts of the country or you know and and all of a sudden there's that common bond, and you're encouraged by seeing other people praise the Lord. And hearing the Word of God and and be encouraged and and yes, gather together in their church, so it was just a it was it was this I shouldn't say odd because I was in a place that I didn't know, but it was a comfortable feeling hearing the Word of God in other places and hearing those messages that we hear in our own local church, but you hear them in other places too, so to me it was a very encouraging moment or actually moments to say like, hey, that same word of God that I'm hearing in my local church, Hmm. I'm hearing in these other places, and these people are are praising the Lord the the same exact way I do. So to me, it was very encouraging uh, being with other people who I'm not normally around because we had that common core belief.
0: Right And the Bible is at the core of that core, which is what our pastor preached about not so long ago. And I love to write down little quotes that he says because I'll you know I'll remember them and kind of think about those. In an unreliable world, we have a reliable word. And what struck me about that is that like yeah, the Bible never changes. You could go to any church. I mean right. if it's a Bible believing church, anywhere around the world, you're going to hear the same message from, the word, you know, and uh, this is something that he took from Matthew 5:18. Truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will be passed from the law until all is accomplished. You know, we don't need to have new edits of the Bible like the dictionary gets updated every year because we add new words to it. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't happen with the Bible. It doesn't happen with the word of God. We don't need to make it relevant because it already is made relevant. We don't need to change it because it's designed To change us. But there is a a kind of a feeling that there's like two separate Bibles. You know, there's like the Old Testament Bible and there's the New Testament Bible. And it's like, well, is one more applicable to my life than the other? And, you know, the entire Bible matters. And there is something I had never really thought about. When you're waiting for someone to arrive, you know, like say somebody's coming to your house and you look out your window and you see a shadow. Before they get there, you know that they're nearby, like you see Mm -hmm. their shadow. Now, the Old Testament laws were a shadow of Jesus in the same way when he came, there was no longer a need for the shadow because he had arrived. But the shadow reminds us of what happened in the past and what changed for today, since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities. It can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. That's from Hebrews 10. And so the Old Testament is just steeped in Jesus without saying Jesus as much as you see in the New Testament because it's a shadow Of everything to come, everything that we base our hope on. And so I'm so thankful that in an unreliable world, we have a reliable Word, that we have the Word of God. We have our Bibles that we can go to any day. And while getting to church, probably on a Sunday, is important, it's not the only time that we should be in God's Word. We have that Word available to us At a moment's notice, you probably have the app on your phone, you know?
1: Now, while I compared uh, the playing basketball at different locations to going to church at different locations, uh, there's many more advantages to going to church. And one of the ones I thought about was uh, I don't sprain my ankle nearly as much (laughs) in church as I did playing basketball. However, if I did sprain my ankle at church there'd be people around to pray for me. So There
0: would be. Good. And, you yeah. know, I think you smell better at church. There's another one. There's so many <laughs> advantages of that. Thanks for that reminder.
1: Well, hello and good morning. Thanks for starting out your day with Steve, Therese, and Tim. This is Rise Up on Family Life. I've never met them, but I just know that I'd love this group of grandmothers. I just know it. I've never met them. They're in Mm -hmm. Texas. There's a whole group of them. I just know that I would love these ladies because they get together and they do Mm -hmm. some great, great work. They uh, craft homemade hats and toys for for kids and hospitals and war zones. And so what they do is they go in and they have this long table of yarn and knitting needles. And they just sit there and they work all day doing it. I would just love to hang out with them. I I would just love it. I, I just know it.
0: What, you would love them because
1: of why? Well, because of I mean, sure, I don't have any interest in that. Because of what they name themselves. What did they name themselves? Well, so they knit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And then, and then, but they they have good ideas, right? To send these things. Yes. So it's the name that they've come up with for themselves.
0: And what what's the name? Knitwits. See, I love that name. Me too. Now here's the thing, though. My mother-in-law uh-huh. is in a group uh-huh. that gets together and they crochet and they make like hats for babies in NICUs. Cool. And their group is called yeah. the Chain Gang. The what? The Chain Gang because oh, they the chain, chain gang. like oh. in you know like right. a crochet chain. Right. And and it got me thinking. Yeah. Like I wonder what other cute names there are for like. Oftentimes it's retired women, right. although maybe right. not just women who get together and, like, craft stuff that have clever little names. Like, have you heard one in your community? Hello, my name is Sandra, and I live in Rushford, New York. We have the Needlers. Oh,
1: <laughs> the Needlers. Oh, uh... Don't mess with
0: them. <laughs> we meet at the Rushford Library almost weekly. What do you make? Some people work on afghans. Some people work on hats. Some work on lap quilt for the hospital for the babies, for the uh, nursing homes, and for... You know, our own the needlers at the at the library are not the quiet group.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You hear you hear this is the thing they hear all the time. The needlers hear shh shh shh, It's the library. (laughs) Today is going to be great. We just know it. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.
0: What an incredible day we had at Family Life. About 450 ladies all together for our annual ladies luncheon. And Sharon James was our speaker. And boy, what a great challenge she offered about giving something to Jesus this Christmas. She started out with this, Mary's Dream. I had a dream, Joseph. I don't understand it, but it was about a birthday celebration, I think, for our son. The people in my dream had been preparing for about six weeks. They decorated the house and bought new outfits. They'd gone shopping many times and bought many elaborate gifts. It was particular, though, because the presents were not for our son. They wrapped them in beautiful paper and stacked them under a tree. Yes, a tree, Joseph, right inside their homes. They decorated the trees with sparkling ornaments. There was a figure like an angel on top of the tree, and everyone was laughing and happy. They gave the gifts to each other, Joseph, not to our son. I don't think they even knew him. They never mentioned his name, and I had the strangest feeling that if our Jesus had gone to this celebration, he would have been intruding. How sad for someone not to be wanted at his own birthday party. I'm glad it was only a dream. How terrible, Joseph, if that had been real.
1: We weren't sure how you liked your coffee, so we didn't make any. Hope that's okay. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Some things make total sense. Others, to me, make no sense at all. Let me explain. Best hiding places for... No, no, no! I know it's December, but not for the Christmas Mm. presents. Not that—that's not what I'm talking about. Best places in the house Mm. to hide your cash. Now, here's the thing: the number one makes sense to me. It's the name of it. Name of it is what it does, and it keeps it safe. A safe is by far the.
0: That makes sense. Exactly. Some things make
1: total sense. Here's the one that makes no sense at all. I've never heard of this before in my entire life. Okay. But it made the list. Hide your cash in your water tank.
0: What? In so your- you'd have to, like, somehow encapsulate it, like, yeah. in a jar or something and I get guess. it into your water tank? I would never like- think.
1: Maybe that makes sense that I've never thought of it. So if I was What, looking, what
0: is a water I mean, like a hot, hot water hot water heater? tank. Yeah, yeah, the water tank. Uh, yeah, that so doesn't... Um, doesn't make any
1: sense to me. Now, you know. what does make sense, well, because uh, of the phrase, uh, the number two is inside your refrigerator. And you know why that makes sense. That's pretty obvious,
0: your refrigerator. Because it's cold. Exactly. So- <laughs> Hard thank cashed. you
1: thank you very much Fred from hi Fred uh, what they meant by water tank is the back of the toilet that's also called the water tank oh well that People makes hide. more sense yep yep Have you ever heard of anybody hiding cash in their toilet water tank uh I have not heard of it myself but I, I've Maybe seen it in a movie or something.
0: And okay. that's the thing. Like, once it's in a movie, doesn't that make it a bad place to hide it? Because, like, now everybody's going to look there?
1: Yeah. 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 So if you have a whole bunch of people coming over to your house and everything, that first thing they say is, hey, can I use the bathroom? <laughs>
0: you'll, you'll,
1: you'll, you'll know that's a hint. Yeah. That's right.
0: Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.